beautiful, isn't it? St. Vincent de Paul Church in Chicago, Illinois. I'm up in the city for mission, parish mission work, and I have the opportunity to share this beautiful space with you for our breaking open the word. This is the fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time, and I'm Father Ron, if you don't know. And this is our gospel from Matthew. But the gospel, it's one of the most popular and familiar ones to most people, the Beatitudes. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who persecute you in my name, etc. And I wouldn't doubt if it's also one of the most quoted pieces of scripture ever, as it so beautifully contains just the essence of Christianity, this gospel, the Beatitudes, which is why I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't. Instead, I want to reflect a bit upon the very first sentence of the gospel today that sets the stage for the Beatitudes to happen. So let's take a listen. Again, it's the fifth chapter of Mark. Matthew, I mean. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, and etc., etc. That's the gospel, and the Beatitudes go on from there. But as I say, it's the first line that I want to open up a little bit for our breaking open the word. And you may be scratching your head wondering, well, why that line? Let me tell you, because I just love it. Because <laughs> I think there's two ways of hearing the setup to the Beatitudes. The first way is how I read it, and probably so would you. Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, he began to teach. That's the first way of listening to it. But that's not exactly how I heard it. I heard it this way. When Jesus freaked out seeing all of the people, he ran up to the top of the mountain to get away. <laughs> and his disciples followed him. He escaped to the mountaintop, saw all of the people and freaked out. I think that's exactly what happened. And he was probably tired, you know, and spent from days and days teaching and helping people. And when he saw at that moment all of the crowd rushing toward him, he just kind of lost it. <laughs> he, you know, he unplugged his computer. <laughs> and it was there at the mountaintop in the solitude and quietness among the trees and the birds, away from it all, that Jesus shares such a powerful and meaningful teaching in the Beatitudes. And my takeaway is that perhaps 
Being at the top of that mountain all alone in the quiet is the only place that he could share such a meaningful and powerful message. Only in the stillness. And it made me think that so many of the other profound moments that Jesus had with people in scripture, whether it's teaching or, or healing or simply loving, all seem to happen in these quiet, isolated encounters, kind of just away from it all. You know, while, while walking with two of his disciples on an abandoned road to Emmaus, or alone with the woman on the outskirts of town at the well, or high up another mountain later on with a few of his friends when he is transfigured before them, you know, or alone at night in a garden before sharing his most intimate teaching and profound act of love. Because Jesus knew very well what I think all people of depth and holiness also know. The foundation of the spiritual life is solitude. You know, it, it is in the silence in the gentle breeze that we hear the voice of God. And away from the activity, we feel his presence stirring within us. I'm sure it's why Jesus was always going up to the mountaintops <laughs> or in a boat, went out across the lake or went out into the desert. What was he doing? He was finding his balance, his, his equilibrium, his father in the silence, in the quiet, wanting that connection of love and friendship that you also want and desire, as do I. So, the important lesson, I think, to learn, to be reminded of as we keep adding new apps to our phones and you know, streaming new shows on TV, not that the apps or the streaming TV is bad. I mean, hey, I watch Bridgerton. It's good. <laughs> They're not bad. They're wonderful things that can enrich and, and bring enjoyment to our lives, no doubt. Enjoyment but not meaning. To understand and love and forgive and embrace who you are, the essence of the meaningful life, is to understand and love and embrace who made you and breathed life into you and holds you even now in the palm of his hand. And as scripture reminds us, we don't find him in the noise and the busyness, but in the quiet on top of the mountain.
See, friends, that's why I'm planning a ski trip to St. Moritz in Switzerland. <laughs> I'm going to the top of the mountain. No. <laughs> but it's why, in addition to my morning prayer time in the morning, I've decided, reading this, thinking about this, to set aside 15 minutes before I go to bed and just think about and be with God. Not a mountaintop exactly, but a darkened room, a comfy chair with no phone or TV. And after a long day, just to sit there, to, to look back on the day and find moments of gratitude to share with God and thank Him. And then to just sit in the silence, in the beautiful, awful, peaceful, and uncomfortable silence that is God. May that same God bless you now, friends, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining me. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you tomorrow.